0: Ever wonder about the impact you have on others or the impact that they have on you? The Ripple Effect on Thrive Life TV explores just that. You'll understand how one person, one moment, can transform your entire life. Discover stories of profound influence, mentorship, and life-altering connections. Join us to uncover the power of human interactions in shaping careers, relationships, and personal growth. Subscribe to Thrive Life TV today with a seven-day no-risk free trial and start understanding the ripples you create and receive in the journey of life. Your story of impact is just one click away. Go to thrivelifetv.com or search for us in the Google and Apple Play stores. We'll see you inside. Get ready to believe that you can have it all, a balanced life, a dreamy marriage, and a successful business. My name is Amy Wine, and I am a wife, a mom, marriage therapist, high-performance business coach, and believer in keeping it real, real life, real relationships, real people. I teach you my proven and time-tested strategies that are sure to help you your relationships, and your business thrive. Each episode, I am going to meet you right where you are so I can give you proven and time-tested strategies that you need to build an immensely fruitful life. This is real life, raw, sometimes ugly, other times wonderful and fun. I can't promise you this work is easy, but I can tell you from experience, it is totally worth it. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey, 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 it's Amy from Marriage Sparks. And I am so excited to give you another episode of the Marriage on Fire podcast. And today we are going to talk about one of the most requested subjects that I get. And number one is communication, but this is the next one infidelity. Hmm. It's a subject that nobody wants to talk about. Uh, We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to think about it. We don't want to be hurt by it. We, yeah. None of those things. But let's say you are, because honestly, it's quite prevalent. And it's not just men having affairs. It's women. As a matter of fact, there was one period in time that I was counseling clients. I had more women having affairs than I had men. And it just happens, right? So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk through a step-by-step what needs to happen for the person that has been betrayed and the person that was unfaithful. What is the step-by-step that each person needs to do to repair the marriage? Because let's face it, it's not a secret that affairs are destructive for marriage, right? The lack of trust. I mean, you feel like you, you lose everything. It's very hard to get it back. Universal rules of repair and fixing your marriage do not work for infidelity. So you got to know the specific steps that do. Then I also want to tell you as we get into these, healing takes time. It is not a straight line. It's an up and a down line. And it is an over time line. There is no ending on it that people lose their patience before they ever get to the part where they repaired it. So find some patience in there and understand healing takes time. It's not a straight line. It's ups and downs, ebbs and flows. But I'm also going to tell you, something else does work for this. As mad as you might be, as hurt as you might be, as embarrassed as you might be, as any of those things that you feel, spending time together does help. You don't always have to spend time together talking about it, the affair, but it does help to spend time together. Okay. So think of that. What are some ways that we could spend time together that we're not just, you know, daggers and fire flying? Okay. You have to balance between talking about the affair and putting it in the past. At some point, that becomes necessary, right? You may not be there yet, but at some point, It has to be put in the past. Now, I say that with a grain of salt, and we're going to talk more about that in a little bit because a lot of people, the unfaithful person will get very impatient in a certain step, and I'm going to talk to you about that, okay? And I don't want you to throw in the towel because (laughs) that's what I meant a while ago is people throw in the towel right when they're on the verge of repair and healing and fixing the marriage. And I promise you, not all can be. Let's be real. But a lot can be if you know the steps and you're both putting both feet in and willing to do the work, willing to do the work and understand all the things I just said. If that is you, I want you to listen to the next step. And we're going to talk about the betrayed person first. Here are the steps that they have to do in order to repair and heal. If you're the unfaithful one, you need to hear this too. Okay. Express anger, rage, and hurt. You got to express it. You can't hold it in. I'm not saying you got to sit up there and yell and scream and rage and all of that. You can do that on a piece of paper if that's your style. You have to say the hurt. You don't have to yell and scream to do it. A lot of people do. But you've got to express the feelings, the deep-seated feelings inside you. Okay, you have to be able to share them which means the person that was unfaithful has to listen, period. You did the deed, gotta listen. Next, ask for detailed if desired. Now I wanna caution you with this. Couple of things. Sometimes the picture of what we think happened is worse than what actually happened. But other times we need wanna ask for so many details that it just becomes more hurtful. Some people wanna know Other people don't want to know. So you need to ask for details as little or as much as you want with the caution of, is this going to be helpful to me to you? Okay. Then you're going to need to ask step three, reassurances without accusing. That is asking to be reassured via, hey, will you call me when you're at the next, when you're at the ball game, just to check in. Not accusing. I can't trust you, so you need to check in with me all the time. No, that's not okay either. So you need to ask for reassurances that they're being faithful, that they're building trust, that they're doing all the things, but not being accusing of them not being, right? That's hard to do when you're hurt and angry and full of rage about being cheated on. Next, identify what might help and ask for it. But you got to know yourself. You got to really journal this out, what might help you to heal? And then take that to your spouse and have them answer it. Ask for it. See if they'll give it to you. What might help? Is it them holding your hand? Is it them coming home by six o'clock every night? Is it, what is it? What is it for you? Figure out what it is and ask for it. Then you want to identify areas of your marriage that need improvement. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that this is, a, I need to back up for a second. This is not a step-by-step. You're going to get through this in one day. This is a full encompassing list that can take days, weeks, months, year. Okay? So do not feel like you have to put this all in place right now. Identify areas of the marriage that need improvement. We all have them, right? All of us have areas that we can improve in our marriage. It's easier to take than identify the areas that you need to improve Versus they need to improve. And when we're hurt by somebody, that's very hard because we want to blame them for everything. And I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say this to you right now. It is never okay to be cheated on. And it is never your fault if you are cheated on. No matter what anybody tells you, no matter what you think, no matter what you did or you didn't do, and you could be the biggest a-hole in the world, you do not deserve that. They could have made another choice. They could have chose to work on the marriage. They could have chose to break up with you. They could have chose to talk to you. They could have chose marriage counseling. They could have chose a lot of other things before they chose to step outside the marriage. Put that in perspective and then think, what parts of the marriage can I improve on? Next thing you're going to need to learn if you're the betrayed person is how to thought stop. Meaning, how do you stop the thoughts And the fear and the worry that just keep coming in over and over and over again and sitting here. It's almost, it's those destructive thoughts, those negative thoughts, those scary thoughts. Oh, he's not home. He's five minutes late. Or, oh, she went out with her friends again. She's going to do this again. No, stop right there. You're just making it worse. Thoughts stop. And you really just tell yourself to stop and go get distracted and do something else. Then you want to learn ways to get back on track, get back on track for yourself in your own life, get yourself healthy and in your marriage. Then you got to choose. Am I going to forgive and accept or can I not ever? Got a choice. And lastly, you become sexual again with your partner because it is marriage after all. Okay, that is a quick run through of all the tasks in order for the betrayed person. Again, not all in a day, people. Maybe not all in a month. But if you want a step by step to heal from infidelity, that's yours. Now, I want to talk to the person that was unfaithful, And I want to say this with all the love in the world. You made a mistake. You could have chosen a lot of other ways. But you don't have to be beat up for it over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, you're going to take some at the beginning. And you're going to have to be asked to withstand that. That's a consequence of the choice that you made. But here's the thing. There are steps that you can take to repair this as well, even when it seems all hope is lost. First thing first, you have to end the affair, period. You cannot have a marriage with a third party in. Nope, can't do it. End the affair. Affair is done. That means there's no more talking to them. There's no more texting them. There's no more messaging them. There's no more meeting up with them. There is nothing. in it. Number two, show remorse. You have to show remorse to your spouse that you regret what you did. And they're going to know if you're full of crap. If you're not remorseful for it, you're never going to make it past this step to repair it. Now, they may say in that moment they don't believe you. And you're like, but I'm being real here. Like, I really regret this. That's that part of patience, right? They're angry. Put that in perspective. They will believe you if you're authentic and real. Number three, that's demonstrating real empathy. That kind of goes into what I just said. If you're being authentic and real and you're saying, hey, I understand why you feel this way. Because I did XYZ. That's empathy. That's Saying to them, I understand your reality, even if I don't agree with it, but I get your reality and I understand it. You have to express that. Here's the other part. If your spouse needs details, you have to share those details and you can't lie about them and you can't leave them out because here's what's going to happen. They're going to ask you things you don't want to share. They're going to ask you things that you think are going to do no good. They're just going to do more harm. You still have to share them because here's what's going to happen. The truth always comes out. It may not be now, may not be next week, may not be next year. It may be five years down the road. And yes, I have literally seen this happen more times than I can even count. Some little tidbit comes out five years down the road. All of a sudden, you're back to square one five years before when you had the affair. All because you didn't let out some insignificant fact. You might as well get it all out there now and then move and work because if you start to repair this and something else comes out, you are worse than where you started and you likely will never repair it. Hear that if you hear nothing else that I say, okay? Share the details. Expect ups and downs, hills and valleys. Your spouse is going to be okay one second and not okay the next expect it. You have to be patient. You cannot come back and say, enough. I'm not putting up with this anymore. Well, nope. So sad for you, right? You did this. I'm going to be real with you here. This was the choice you made as the consequence of the choice. Now, I'm not saying this goes on forever with you getting beat up. That is not okay either. But for a period of time, you have to expect those ups and downs and be patient through them. Be patient. Keep coming back, even if you feel like a broken record of remorseful, empathetic. This is what it takes to truly rebuild from being unfaithful. Be willing to do what it takes to reassure your spouse. That means you're an open book. If they want access to your email, they want access to your phone, they want access to whatever. Now, I borderline, I caution on stalking. That's never okay for anyone. But for a period of time, if that's what they need from you or they need you not to go over here to have the drink after work or whatever it is, you got to be willing to do that. You have to be an open book. People have nothing to hide, hide nothing. Say it again. People that have nothing to hide, hide nothing. You also need to examine the personal reasons that the affair occurred. Don't skip this part. Dig deep. What was it? Did they build you up? Were you missing something over here? Were you not feeling good about yourself? What? I don't know what it is. There's all kinds of reasons. You have to examine what are the reasons the affair occurred. You need to know them so that you can not repeat them. And identify marriage parts that need improvement. And like I said earlier, when I was talking about the person that's betrayed, they needed to worry about their own. What areas do you need to work to improve the marriage? We all have them, even if our marriage is pretty healthy and pretty good. We all have areas that we can improve in. You need to identify triggers. You need to identify triggers that made you want to be unfaithful. You need to identify triggers for losing your patience. You need to identify triggers. Whatever is getting triggered within you, you need to know what they are so you can stop them so that you can get through this process, repair your marriage and move forward. Then you're gonna commit to the marriage in a new way. When you guys come out on the other side of this, your marriage is gonna look different, but it's gonna be so good. It could be so good if you both do all these steps and put the work in. You may need to get third party counseling to help you get through some of these steps. Find a wonderful marriage counselor. Make sure they're a match for you. Not all counselors are matches for everyone. Not all counselors are good. Make sure that you do your due diligence on that. If that's what you need, then you learn ways to get back on track. Can we start dating? Can we start watching a movie together? Can we start cuddling? What what can we do? And then lastly, if you're the unfaithful one, here's your last step. I need you to forgive yourself. You gotta forgive yourself for the mistake. Even if no one else does, you gotta forgive yourself. Because at the end of the day, we're only human. And if you live in a space of unforgiveness, you're never going to be whole enough to give back to your spouse. All right, it's a quick episode, down and dirty, real, but if you need it, you go back and you write down each of these steps in order and you start doing them. I promise you they can make a world, a world of difference. And I know that I got blunt and I got in some of your faces and I know I'm saying things some of you are not going to want to hear, but I believe in real people, real relationships, real talk. That's all you're ever going to get from me. So hit me up, write me an email, let me know what you think of this episode, good, bad or indifferent. I can handle it. I'm a big girl, but I know this can work and I wish you nothing but the best. Anyway, until next week, I will see you later. Okay, that wraps up today's episode of the Marriage on Fire podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're interested in continuing conversations just like these, please visit my website at marriagesparks.com. You will find additional resources for married entrepreneurs, high achieving professionals and other ways that we can work together. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will see you here next week. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do? You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV, and we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection. We're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving partnership. That you both deserve. On Thrive Life TV, you're going to find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you need. Are you ready to uplevel your marriage? Visit thrivelifetv.com and let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.